Hello everyone, welcome to one more podcast of the Athletic School. Today our guest speaker is Joseph Leary. He played Division I football, remarkable background in fitness and health, bachelor in kinesiology, opened his own gym not too long ago, and he's also a high school coach. Uh, Joe, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, thanks for having me. Well, uh, to begin with, I want to know a little bit about your experience playing D1, uh, playing football D1, that's not for, for everyone. So tell me a little bit, how, how was that experience? Well, it was, um, you know, it was an interesting experience. I had a, uh, I had a few friends that went Division One as well, and um, they were all different. But uh, my experience was, um, since I went to Rice University, it was more of an academic school. So... Mm-hmm. Um, football was there, but at the same time, I had a, a rigorous um, education aspect of it as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it was a little bit different than my friends. So I uh, wake up at 4 in the morning uh, um, in the summer, um, then 5.30 later on. And this is a, a year-round thing. So mm-hmm. uh, I had the opportunity to play against some great players. But um, the work ethic that you go into college expecting to um, to do is is really you, you can't imagine it because you're like well I did this in high school I did this there but you have to push because they are the best of the high school players and you know the yep. higher you get the, the better the better they get so um, it, it was an amazing experience I was able to get out of there and graduate and um, then of course I, I injured myself so Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that that was an experience as well. Yeah, and, uh, it's but I've grown from it, and and I think it was a big part of uh, who I am today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I, I want to talk about the the injury because um, if I read correctly, um, I mean you could probably keep pushing and you know go to the NFL one day, you know if everything works out. But of course, injuries, it's a thing. No, <laughs> so yeah. that's not really how we wanted to, but it happens. Um, so I know you, you had an injury. Um, so I want, how, how did you deal with that? Well, um, I was, I was actually really young when it happened. I, um, ended up tearing both of my hair hamstrings, which, um, was big in itself. And they were like, you shouldn't be able to walk. Then I actually came back from that and played again, um, and tore both of my quads, which it it sounds crazy, but, uh, it, it did happen. They're still visible. And, um, you know, the first time I got injured with the hamstrings, I, I didn't take it the best. I was like, you know, I was somewhat depressed. I was so young. And they were like, this is a terrible injury. And um, you shouldn't be walking. You shouldn't be doing all this stuff. But I was able to come back. And a, a year later, I was able to play again. So, um, and then the second time I got injured with um, my quads, my mind had matured and I'd already been there. So I, I, I really had the mindset of if it's meant to happen, it will happen. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't really put being in the NFL as my main goal. It was to um, use football to get through college. And uh, that, that's exactly what it did. So I was able to push past that and just have that mindset of, well, if I can't play, then uh, let me finish up helping coach and I coach some players that are still in the NFL now um, uh, and and able to give knowledge that I that I couldn't use uh, necessarily on the field so um, and that's that's and that takes me 
on to coaching. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, but yeah. everything does happen for a reason, for sure. Yeah, no, and 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 I like that. Um, if we if we look back um, in and study kind of a little bit of coaches that are successful, uh, not a lot of them played um, a lot in w- when they were playing. You know, they exactly. learned so much maybe because they got an injury or because uh, they were sitting on the sidelines and they had a different point of view, you know, and there's this volleyball coach uh, from Brazil. He's extremely successful, uh, gold in the Olympics many times, and and he barely played, you know, and then he talked about that in his book, how sitting from the sideline helped him learn so much more that today he's He's able to pass that along to his players, and that's why he became a successful coach. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. it's exactly. that's that's awesome. Um, yeah. So, after after that, you you get your bachelor's degree, uh, you start your your own business, um, and then you started the uh, Joe Fitness, which you call Average Joe Fitness. So, I want to <laughs> know why that name um, and. And how did you start that? How, why did you start? You know, what, what, what you, what are you up to right now with that? Um, so, you know, um, I've had a couple, cause I, I started a business in Texas and it was called next level fitness. And I, I did that and, and it was successful. Then COVID happened and all that. But, um, um, the start of that was the point was, uh, to get you to the next level, whether your next level would be, um, to get on the high school football team um, or a high school track team, whatever, or to make it to college. And I actually did some, some NFL prep as well. But moving on to average Joe, kind of realigning, especially moving to Washington, football is a little bit different than Texas. Um, my training um, was more for people that didn't have the opportunities that um, some of the people in the upper class have, um, mm-hmm. but also people that are just normal people. I felt always with myself that I'm just normal. I just do what I'm asked to do, and I go hard all the time. So it's more about the effort and um, everything that you put into it rather than what you necessarily look like. Yeah. I, was, I, I graduated from, from high school at 150, 159 pounds. So I, I was small, but people didn't realize that. So, mm-hmm. But I was an average-sized person. I was strong. I was fast but I had to work to get there so I used that um, to really say that if you really want to be there you can get there mm-hmm. that's that's awesome and I, I love the I love the message um, and nowadays you are you are coaching high school right and and I heard good things about it uh, so I want to know more about that um, how how is that experience being a coach you know, what's the main the main challenge that you face being a being a coach? Um, well, in the area that I'm at, um, football is not it's not the biggest sport there, right? Exactly. So, um, the the biggest challenge I would say getting kids out that have uh, because I guess last year they had quite a quite a few kids and um, they didn't do as well in the season. So kids are like, oh, I don't want to be a part of a losing team, mm-hmm. but. Um, I let the boys know that um, I'm there for a reason, and I'm not just saying that I, I'm the reason why we'll be successful, but while I'm there, I will be um, 
giving knowledge and motivation in the sense of um, letting them know. It's not necessarily about the wins that you see or what happened last year. It's about what you put into it and what can get out of it. So um, mm -hmm. whether that be um, a scholarship, whether that be um, getting wins. They, they won one game last year, and with the effort alone, there's games that they should have won that, that can be won. Yeah. So um, uh, I'm, I'm battling getting some kids back out. And, of course, some of them were, were um, seniors, so they kind of talked to the younger ones. But changing the culture in that school, um, because it's, it's some low-class kids. It's, it's a good mix. It's diverse. But the lower-class lower kids are like, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't, there's no need for me to be a part of it if we're going to lose, which I understand. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I try to uh, let them know you could be the, the missing piece if we get everybody to do their job uh, and just have them believe in themselves. And I, I go hard for them, and I tell them, I'm, I'm out here at 6 in the morning with you. So it's not something that I necessarily want to do, but I'm out here with you because you want to be here. So I'm going to be here going full force, and uh, I'm going to work harder for you, then you'll work for me, but hopefully that'll bring you up to this level. Mm -hmm. so. that, that's, that's awesome. And yeah, I feel like changing culture, it's probably one of the most challenging things in, in any organization, in sports teams, in any other business, anything. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, I, I've seen good things and I've heard good things as well. So I'm sure it's, it's working. I feel like it's a slow process, right? Um, and I've seen you guys kind of like uh, having fun as yeah. a team as well, doing other stuff off the field, you know. Yes. Um, and especially coming from you that you have that motivation and that idea, mindset to work hard as possible. Um, how important do you think it is to have fun? Well, I've always thought of football as a game, which it is. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I let um, – and really I let anybody know that – when um, you play a game or a sport of any sort, you can't be too high, you can't be too low. So try to, you want to keep a level head. So what you do by doing that is you, you, you're competitive, but at the same sense, you have to understand that it is a game. So have fun, enjoy yourself. When you enjoy yourself, mm -hmm. you, you tend to be able to compete at a high level, but also at a, a level where um, you're able to think things through. So you're not just enraged all the time. So um, a lot of kids, they get upset because they don't win or they don't win that rep. They don't do all that thing. But at the same time, if it's not enjoyable, then you won't want to do that long term. You won't want to get past all these things. And that's that's what people don't get because it's just like a job. And, and mm -hmm. when you get to the professional level, it is a job. Yeah, you're making money, but you're not going to push through to get to that level if you don't enjoy it at some point in your life. So um, mm -hmm. fun is, is it, it brings in the bonding part, and that's what we, we do a lot um, with mm -hmm. the kids. Uh, I take them swimming. I do all these things, and I'm trying to take them to some games here and there, some different um, opportunities so they can enjoy the people that they're going to be with for the majority of the time, whether it be mm -hmm. um, in two-a-days or um, the weight room, which aren't always enjoyable. But you have fun 
and put in that work. And then you always want to be around each other and you understand that this is business at this time. And then we have fun as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And I love that. And I feel like uh, it goes back a little bit to, to culture as well. You know, it's almost like creating uh, a healthy culture, right? Mm -hmm. In the team. Um, so I want to ask you a little bit more about, about the culture, uh, especially the culture that you're trying to, to imply there. Um, how, what, what do you think is the best way to create a healthy culture? You know, it's, it's by, by talking to them. It's by leading by example, uh, because as a coach, it's, I feel like it's, it's hard sometimes because you guys can only set the tone, right? Mm -hmm. But you, you don't play, right? No, like, no. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately you don't play anymore. So, yeah. uh, you can set the tone, but if they don't buy in, uh, I feel like it, it becomes harder and harder for them to to buy the idea and then create that culture that you're looking for. So what what would you say is the best way to create a, a good culture? Um, I think uh, consistency, really, because um, I, I've seen in a lot of situations where coaches will say that one thing will happen and this is going to happen and I'm going to do this, 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 this. But once kids don't show up or this uh, doesn't happen, then they stop working for the kids or they stop showing up and they change the whole program instead mm -hmm. of letting it pan out and then creating itself uh, into a, a culture. So um, my thought is, well, even when they don't show up, it's it, they're kids. They want to see what you will do because their last coach either told them that it's not, um, well, if you're not coming, then I'm not coming. They want to see if you'll give up on them. Mm -hmm. But um, if you keep fighting for them and keep working, they'll understand, well, maybe this guy is different. Maybe this, this team is different. Maybe these coaches are different. And we can actually buy in mm -hmm. because they've been done wrong maybe all their life and been told something um, and then not been given it, it been given to them. People mm -hmm. make promises all the time. And I tell the kids, um, and I tell my own kids, I say, um, I will never promise you something that's not going to happen. So um, unless we're going <laughs> to to uh, uh, the store to get this, then I'm not going to promise you that because it may change. So I can't promise you that we'll win. What I can promise you is that I'm going to be there in the morning unless something terrible happens. I, that um, I will make sure you have your workouts. I will make sure that we're we're um, going full speed and I'm and I'm present at that moment and not not off because that's my responsibility so um, if I can continue doing that then they will gravitate towards that and understand that oh he is telling the truth and this is not just a, a show up front to, mm -hmm. to get us out there and to to um, make us perform here and there so I, I even on the low low days I have to keep the energy I have to keep um, that mindset of success and and uh, positivity. Even if I'm, I'm correcting someone, I still don't uh, want to yell in an intense way of, of anger. Mm -hmm. I, I tell them, if I yell, it's because so you can hear me. Like, it's I'm, I'm more upset when I'm quiet. That's, that's how I am. So if I'm yelling, that's a good thing because it's just an energy. That's what it is. It's an intensity, not an anger. Yeah. And that's, that's where some people, because kids shut down now, you know, um, player and grown men shut down when you yell at them. So 
it's, it's really, you have to, and then talk to communicate with them. Communication is key and keep doing it. Actions and words. It just, mm -hmm. it just takes both. Yeah, um, I, I, I really like that. And I think I might apply that to, to when I'm coaching. Because uh, sometimes, yes, I, I mean, I yell as well as, I yell as well. And yeah. I think it's just, it's not that I'm upset. I'm just trying to make them hear me. It's so I think, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and I love the willingness that you have. Um, but unfortunately, um, in teams and clubs and high school, college, um, professional, not, not much because it's about the result and it's their job. Uh, mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of coaches, they don't have that willingness that you were talking about, yeah. right? Um, and you, you play, you play in high school, you play in, uh, in college, and now you are a coach. So you know both sides of the coin, right? Yeah. Uh, so my question for you is, uh, what do you think a player could do when their coaches are not willing to do that as much? You know, because let's say, you know, I'm in your team, and but maybe you are not there on time. Maybe, you know, you are, you are just there just because, you know, it's your job. Yeah. I mean, you don't really care that much. Um, how... Uh, I can do something about it for the team because um, it's hard for me to come to you and ask you for more because you are the coach, you know, it's not like you're going to listen to me at this yeah. point. So I feel like it's more by setting the example, but what are your thoughts on what players can do to, to set the tone, how, what players can do to kind of show their teammates that like, Hey guys, let's go. We got to get this done. You know, we don't want to, Uh, we don't want to keep losing, you know. We want to get the results that we want. Nobody's here to lose, right? Yeah. Um, yes, it will happen. But so, what what are your thoughts on some, a few things that players can do in order to to improve the team culture, improve the team in general? Well, I, I um, firmly believe once again consistency. Mm -hmm. I've uh, been in situations where the the coach is not there; they are just there for the paycheck. Yeah. And I'm like, man, why? And I, and I try to figure this out. I'm like, why, why is this the case? Mm -hmm. But when you get up to the high school level, there, there should be, and hopefully there is someone mature enough to understand that, well, let's, yeah. let us do this because we don't want to lose. And um, I hope um, with that consistency of whether starting practice on time, because if you're doing it every day, you know that you need to warm up, get in your lines or, whatever your, your structure is for your, your football practice or whatever, uh, yeah. get in line and start doing it. And the coach will be like, oh, man, they are taking this serious. And hopefully because it's a grown man. Or um, in high school, because if you're in there and uh, maybe administration sees that they're going and the coach is not there, maybe they'll take that step and say, we yeah. need to get somebody in here that's serious for these kids because they're keeping their grades up. They're coming here every day. And last year, there wasn't that. Last year, there wasn't um, um, expectations being held, but these kids want this. So let's get somebody in here that wants to actually coach the kids rather than just have a title or um, a paycheck. Yeah. That's, that's um, and sometimes it doesn't work, but all you can do is, is really um, 
kind of step up and be you know, it's very hard like you said it's very hard to tell a coach well coach I like can you come to practice on time yeah um, if they need to talk to the administration because typically they have a boss I think in every situation even even in um, the NFL and these major league uh, major league sports the coaches have a boss and they can be fired they can be they have a contract just as well yeah. so if they're not standing up to and withholding uh, upholding their their end of the deal mm-hmm. then um, go to the board go to this and and that means that there is a change wanted and uh, within school you know I, I take a direct correlation to student athletes so uh, good programs typically have good academics because they have to be able to play yeah um, and they're decent ac- academics at least um, so if they see maybe a, a uprise in, in academics and, and activities, maybe community service, things like that, being involved with the school and they see a change in some of these kids, then they'll take an interest and understand that athletics are important. Um, athletics have helped me get through things. Athletics have helped my friends get through things. And I, I, it's pushed people to go further because you have that. So um, it, it just takes a spark. Just, just a little spark from somewhere. And uh, I know there's a lot of outside um, programs that people do, so maybe they'll bring that type of program mentality in and try to uh, motivate their team, and hopefully they follow them. But yeah. all you can do is continue. That leader, like, man, he just never stops. Man, he just never stops. And yeah. maybe they're like, well, let's just get on board. That's, that's the hope of it, that's, and that's all you can do. Even as a coach, that's all you can do is um, – whether you're trying to get other coaches on board or you're trying to get other players on board. Um, do your part. That way no one can ever say that you didn't do what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, it's all a puzzle. So do your do your part. Do your part. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I like that. And I feel like it, you mentioned something that is stepping up. It's, it's pretty difficult, mm-hmm. but it's a risk-reward situation, you know. If it, like... A, Stepping up, you, you're taking a big step, uh, mm-hmm. you're becoming the leader, uh, but the rewards that you can get from that, it's, it's pretty big. So most of the time it's worth it, you know. Yes, we might get scared, what, what can happen, you know, but I feel like um, it's always going to be worth, especially because you are stepping out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think uh, I hope people that are listening to us, they can coach us through an athlete, you know, in any level, they can step up and do something about it because I feel like uh, it's extremely important, especially nowadays where I feel like a lot of players, a lot of athletes, a lot of um, uh, coaches, they just they just sit back and watch, you know, and that's, and that's why they, they never grow. And then, you know, oh, but I didn't have the same luck and blah, blah, blah. But like, well, you also didn't do much. So. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yeah. That's, that's the difference. And um, to go on that, like people sit back and then they want to be the kid. They want to be liked. So they won't force the kids to do anything. And I'm not very forceful, but it is a, that's a tactic of motivation. Like yep. if you're a good coach, then you will figure out the way to motivate and get them to do where it's not forcing. You allow them the opportunity to want to work hard, to want yep. to do this, to want to do that. And um, a lot of coaches just want to yell and be like, well, just do this just because. And I, was, I had a mindset, like I just did whatever my coach asked me to do. 
because he asked me to do it. He's my coach. I trust him. And we had success. And high school had great success. Um, and then college was the same way. And, uh, but then this generation of kids, they do, you, they may not listen up front. They may not have the best home life where like listening is just natural. So uh, maybe they have things going on at home. So they need somebody they can trust. But so yelling at them is not the best way to approach them. So, but uh, each kid may be different. So I, I find out, I start talking to these kids, get to know your players, get to know um, each other. And you, you start to realize, ah, well, this is how I have to approach this kid. And you just, you build a bond. That's why I do the fun stuff on the outside. Because uh, people start telling you, well, I can't make it because I have to work. I'm like, man, you're always working when you're not in practice. This is crazy. So you start realizing they, they need that for their family or whatever. And then you start seeing the ins and outs of what you can do to help these, these kids. And, and um, they need somebody they can trust. They need somebody they can lean on. They need a family, which that, that team really can be that family. Yeah. And um, that's what you have to build. Trust with with trust. Any anybody can be successful because they start fighting for each other, not fighting with each other. It's like they're fighting for. Like they're gonna back you up. They're gonna come in 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 every situation. So, mm -hmm. um, and that I, I think it does start from the coaches. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. it does. So. Yeah, and and very often I feel like we we believe that being fair is treating everyone the same, but I I do believe that. Um, being fair is treating people how they should be treated, not necessarily by treating them the same. They are not the same person, exactly. so you can treat the same way, you know. Exactly. So yeah, that's, that, that's that, that boundary that you were talking about, it's extremely important, uh, and I feel like it makes a difference. And for me as an athlete, if I feel like I have a bond with the coach and he treats me the way that I believe that I should be treated because who I am, I can promise you I'll play the entire season for him, you know, yeah. because he's doing something for me and I'll, I'll, I'll be more than happy to, to give something back to him. So mm -hmm. that's, that's a, it's a really interesting point that sometimes we, I feel like we forget a, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people do, but it's, it's just when you can sit back and just step back and, and take a look at it, you're like, why do, why did I play for the coach I played for? Mm -hmm. He was always there for me. Yep. He was always, um, um, when, when bad situations were, were bad or when good situations were good, he was always there and maybe asking about me, asking about my family, asking about different things like that. The smallest gestures people don't understand make the uh, biggest impact. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, it's, it's care, so. Yeah, for sure. Um, Joe, my last question for you, it's a question that we always ask our, our guest speakers. Um, I'm always... Um, interest in, in knowing how people define success, you know, because I feel like everyone defines success in a different way. So how, what's your definition of success? You know, success is, it's, is such a broad term. And, um, I would say success is really what you, you set your goals to. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's not necessarily failure. Uh, um, when you fail, you don't succeed either. It's really the, the giving your all and trying. I, was, I said before that it's about effort. I go in the weight room with these kids and they're wanting to, well, I want to bench this much, I want to squat this much. I'm like, well, you don't even know the technique. So what you focus on, don't worry about the people around you. Worry about, um, and don't worry about the weight you put on the bar. 
they're not at the same level. Everybody's not the same. So I have them focus on their technique and then their progression. So then I have them look at your success would be to um, get this percentage of growth in this amount of time or this, this, this. But try to reach your goals and give your all. If you can give your all every time, I say you're successful because you are giving literally everything you have to give. You may not be as talented as someone else. So mm -hmm. you may not reach that same level. But that doesn't mean you didn't give everything you had. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's, people will think that they're failures all the time, but I'm not a great drawer. So if I can draw a nice picture that's somewhat decent, I may hang that up on the refrigerator. It yep. may be something like that because I'm like, well, this is successful for me. May, no one else may not uh, understand that. But that's not my talent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and you, have to, you have to really just look at yourself and see what you're good at. And if you're not good at something, the fact that you try and give it your all, I, I believe that's a success in itself. So, Yeah, awesome. Um, again, that's something that I, I haven't heard before. And it's crazy because I've been doing podcasts for a while now. And every time people come up with different... Um, different definitions mm -hmm. and it's always it's always different and it's always good and they mm -hmm. all, all make sense yeah. you know so I, i i like that one a lot um thank you so much for for joining me and sharing all of that everything that you have been doing um i think is inspiring for me uh as an athlete as 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 a coach sometimes for young kids yeah um And I'm sure a lot of people will, will benefit from that. So I, I really appreciate you coming out, finding a time. Um, hope you guys have a wonderful season, yes. next season. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, I'm going to be following your stuff. So, um, and I have been. So I, I love it. Keep that up and, and just keep pushing. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thank you.